Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So, where do we begin today? We begin with killer robots. Oh. Well, someone's got to. Well, well oh. oh, no, I'm having a bad morning. I don't want to start having to worry about killer robots well, as well. It's just um, just about a year ago that a company called Ghost Robotics uh, demonstrated a robotic dog with a sniper rifle fixed to its back. Oh, good grief. Uh, and there's also a video going the rounds on Twitter showing a dog going over an assault course with a rifle and trying to fire at targets, but missing really dreadfully, just firing all over the place. Hmm. But this is so a dog prompted, dog. Um, no, no, it's a, it's a robot dog. A robot dog. Oh, right. It's a okay. robot dog. Um, this has prompted Boston Dynamics, among a few uh, other robot manufacturers, to sign an open letter pledging not to weaponize their products and asking their users to do the same. Whether their users, of course, will do the same once they splashed out on a Boston Dynamics dog. Obviously, now that they've seen it can be done, they're going to want to fit sniper rifles to it. Yes, given that most Americans seem to have a rather large supply of weapons, it'd be rather handy to carry them around for them. Yes. Not so much carrying them around as uh, firing them. That's yes, the thing. Yes. The robot dogs are not just not just pack dogs uh, to carry your stuff. They actually go into the field and, yes. and shoot at things for you. Well, yes, the pledge is interesting because you and I will probably remember the days when computers actually came with manuals. And the manuals for Apple computers always used to um, have this pledge that you promise not to make nuclear weapons using any Apple product. Yes. Which I'm sure every <laughs> dictator in the world, you know, was then stymied. Opening is exactly. A oh damn! And I hope because oh, because you would then avoid their warranty. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which Apple would be the first to point out? Yes. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's move on from Killer Robot. Let's move I'm on. Press enough already. What have we got now? Well, you might not give uh, a sniper rifle to a dog, but would you give a machete to a houseplant? Um. Well, I might take a machete to a houseplant if it got out of control, uh, but how could you give a machete to a plant? If you were David Bowen, who is a kinetic sculptor, he would do just that. So he's rigged up a houseplant hmm. and attached a robot arm to it, and he has a little Arduino box that monitors the electrical signals in the plant. You're going to go backwards. What's an Ardu those... Ardu Arduino box? Arduino. We've talked about this before a few Have times. We? An Arduino. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a micro, it's a micro computer right. that uh, people doing particular things like animatronics and all kinds of other devices will hook up to their Raspberry Pi. There you go. Have you heard of one of those? I have. You have okay. It's 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 like that. Okay. Uh, you hook one of these up to whatever you want, and you can process signals from it. So he's got this arm hooked up to a uh, house plant, and it waves a machete around in really quite a disturbing-looking <laughs> fashion. Wow! But it's art, so but there you go. More dangerous. Oh, well, I see. Than most it's not, not not designed to actually do anything useful. No, it won't except, do anything useful. Keep, it is art. Except keeping people. Watching the art at a safe distance, you hope. Well, it's it's better than the do not touch notice, isn't it? Well, well, you say better. I can't help feeling you might, you know, if you're not careful, you might actually reduce the number of potential spectators. You might. There's always that danger. I imagine when they display this in public, there's little rope around it. Possibly even the do not touch <laughs> well, sign. The as machete well. would cut through the rope in no time at all. 
<laughs> it would. But he has form, as David Bowen. Uh, early on, he took a bunch of flies and put them in a sphere and tracked their movement throughout the sphere and then used that to fire a revolver, to aim and fire a revolver. I imagine it was loaded with blanks. I hope he doesn't know about robot dogs. Well, absolutely. Let's hope he doesn't listen to this show. Otherwise, we yes. might just yeah, push him over the abyss. Oh, dear me, dear me, dear me, dear me. Let's have one of those. <laughs> this might cheer me up. Or possibly not. So where now? Well, robots can do good as well, of course. And a team at uh, Stanford Biomechatronics Lab. Now, there's a there's <laughs> yes. a workplace to conjure with. Yes, yes, yes. Imagine being at a cocktail party. People say, what do you do? So I work at the Biomechatronics Lab. What, what a, I love about you is that whenever you come across a weird name for a company, you always imagine you're at a cocktail party. Do you go to many? I don't. Not nearly enough. But then no, saying, I, I, can't help, I can't help feeling it may have a lot to do with your, your cocktail party <laughs> chat. <laughs> That, that maybe saying I do a podcast doesn't quite have the same cachet, does it? No, but saying you mm. work for Stanford Biomechatronics Lab or whatever it was, yes, it is. Yes, yeah. so they have come up with a robotic boot uh, that helps people to, to, to walk. It's aimed at old people and it apparently helps them to walk nine percent faster with less effort. They describe it as being equivalent to taking off a 13-kilogram backpack. They didn't say kilograms, they in pounds. But I'm saying it in kilograms for the benefit of our British audience. And so it, that's what, what it you mean the one You mean people like me who know what pounds are and not kilograms? That's the one, yes. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can imagine 13 bags of sugar, can't you? Two-pound bags of sugar? Uh, yes, <laughs> if you like. Okay, yes, right. Okay, yes. If you like, yes. Um, they, they're they not discreet, has to be said. They right. look a bit like those surgical calipers that people sometimes wear when oh, their yeah, legs yes. don't work properly, yes. but festooned with motors and batteries and electronics. They're Which not the kind of thing... not like um, being in the rain. No. These are not quite ready for market yet. They wouldn't right. fit under your trousers. Right. They... they I don't know. They might work. I can't imagine them ever getting made, really. But then that's you know that's not the point of science, is it? It's it sounds to push like a sort of the forefront of what can be done. Sounds like a pedestrian version of electric bikes. It does. It is very much like that. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I suppose the first electric bike wasn't much to look at either. Hmm. Mm. Well, intriguing. It is intriguing. Watch this space. Watch this space, or listen to this space, in fact, yes, if you can indeed. listen to a space. Let us move on to the iPhone 14, which we talked about at some length, possibly at rather too much length, uh, when we <laughs> mentioned it um, a, a couple of weeks ago. And one of the big things about the iPhone 14 was the fact that if it detects you're in a car crash... Mm it could automatically call the emergency services. And in fact, there was a put the test recently when someone driving a car drove into a tree in Nebraska. There were no witnesses, but the phone nevertheless called the emergency services who were there in time to rescue the people oh, in the car. Wonderful. Which so is wonderful. don't ever drive anywhere where you're worried if there's no phone signal. Uh, yes. 
Yes. yes, that's also true. Well, of course, they do have the the satellite yes, communication system. That. Yes, but that yes. only just the occasional dots and dashes, doesn't it, or something? I can't remember how you. It has it. it has preset messages that you can yes. send, but they yes, are quite yes. carefully thought out preset messages. Yes. Okay. They're not sort of Instagram. This is what I had for dinner kind of yes. messages. There's so uh, help. proof of proof of the concept, then. Yes. Well, a little bit too much so, as it turns out, because there's a, a roller coaster in Cincinnati which has a ride that goes at 91 miles an hour mm. as it drops over nearly 100 metres. <laughs> and they've had, yes, exactly, they've had six alerts from emergency services turning up to this roller coaster <laughs> because their <laughs> iPhones say, you're in a car crash, don't panic. Oh, my goodness. Well, yes. I wonder how it can be adjusted to take account of that. Because well, the car might well go off a cliff, and that would be the same sort of... It might. They could easily build a button into it that has wording along the lines of, if you're in a roller coaster, press this button. Although, if you were in a roller coaster and then the roller coaster crashed, then you would want that uh, that call to be made. But there are probably other people around who could make it for well, you. Well, I was about case. to say, yes, the chances yes. are it's very hard to do that quietly. So the tech working well, yeah. but perhaps working just a little bit too well yes i can't imagine the police would have been very happy on the sixth call out possibly not do you think it's police out of thought the first thing you call is an ambulance oh i guess in a car I crash guess. yes i guess so although mind you if it's in america you probably start suing someone don't you so maybe the police <laughs> yeah but it's lawyers maybe lawyers. a lawyer <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes lawyers got there first yes. um, okay well what now uh let's move on to microsoft Microsoft don't have any mobile games in their gaming season. So they have decided to buy Activision Blizzard, for which they want to pay about £60 million. Actually, it's in dollars. It's about $60 million these days, isn't it, more or less? Yes. And uh, so uh, Activision Blizzard make a load of games, including Candy Crush, which is the the biggest selling mobile game. Mm -hmm. Um, The problem is that along with Candy Crush, Activision also make Call of Duty. And Call of Duty is a staple game on the Sony PlayStation. And Sony say, no, this is unfair, because if Microsoft buy it, they're not going to license it for the PlayStation. That'll seriously impact our sales. And Microsoft said, no, 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 no. We have we have no plans whatsoever <laughs> to uh, port right. to, to stop porting our, our current games. But it's, well, what about future games? What about the next Call of Duty? So it is ongoing. They're hoping to actually complete the purchase in by next June, I think it is. But there are all kinds of regulatory hoops that they have to jump through. Can you jump through? That'd be a pretty big hoop for you to jump through it, wouldn't it? Maybe hurdles yes. they have to jump over. That's probably easier. Well, people do. Well, the phrase is jumping through hoops. So I is, suppose yes. people can, but you've what got to be a bit active. What kind of hoop would you jump through? Well, I mean, not the same a sort of hoop. It's not big enough. Well, you could jump big. into one. No, you could jump through if somebody was holding it vertically. You could dive through it. Well, I suppose diving but, and jumping, okay. Well, not the same thing. We'll have to look into that. Well, we'll see how big well, a hoop you it's can not, get. It's not a very tech thing, a hoop. So unless you can it's find not. a tech hoop, I suspect it's just best left alone. A robot hoop. That's what we need. <laughs> yes, a robot hoop. Oh, you, could do, you could do a hula hooping without any effort. Just let it roll around you. That would be wonderful. I've never been able to do it any other way. So, yes, no. please, a device that helps the hula hoop do all the work. But exactly. then, of course, you don't get any 
you know, get slender like they always claim you would with Oloop. Right, let us take a quick pause of breath. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. So, as long as it's not about hula hoops or any other form of hoop, what next? It's not about hula hoops. It's about uh, brains. Brains, as we know, are cleverer than computers. Even the stupidest brain is actually cleverer than the cleverest computer, depending on how you measure it, of course. Right. And to show just how clever brain cells are, a bunch of scientists from a range of universities, including UCL in, in London, have grown brain cells in a laboratory and taught them to play Pong. Well, Pong, the, the, yes, one of the early yes. video games. Yes. I do remember the one that burnt, burnt um, sort of phosphor marks into your television set. That's the one. Yes. That's the one, exactly, yes. 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 So what they've done is they've taken 800,000 cells mm-hmm. and they connect them to electrodes and they've linked it to the game. And they've somehow taught these cells the difference between hitting the, the ball and missing it. Right. I don't know how they persuaded these brain cells that hitting it is a good thing and missing it is a bad thing. And I don't know what, what kind of reward they can give these brain cells in a job. Or indeed penalty for getting it wrong. Or indeed penalty, yes. exactly, yes. 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 But they have taught them to to, to play Pong. As I say, they did it with uh, both human and mice cells, and it turns out that the human cells could rally for longer. What they didn't do was have the human cells playing against the mice. I know. They really missed a trick there, didn't they? Absolutely. Maybe they were worried that the mice would win. That would have been concerning. Yeah, with the next international Pong championship, that would be dreadful. The mice and then on mass. people would develop robot mice carrying sniper <laughs> yeah, rifles. Yes, yes, yes. Real life pong. Exactly. Yes. What happens are and does this have any ramifications? Or well, not yet. I mean, this is, this is still in the in the field of pure research, but it, so, it does uh, show that uh, brain so cells. Gamers can don't have learn... to worry that these brain cells are going to be able to play um, Call of Duty anytime soon. At least gamers with PlayStations don't have to worry about it at all. No. No. Okay, well, uh, let's move on, though. Before we do, I should point out there are lots and lots of uh, editions of Gadget and Gizmos available from your favourite podcast platform. If you want to search for this or indeed any of Share Radio's podcast programmes on uh, Spotify, Amazon or Apple, then you just search with the word Harkin without any vowels, H-R-K-N, and you will find it. Um, But you are listening to Gadget and Gizmos. Uh, Steve Kaplan is going to tell us what the latest thing he's found is. Well, the latest thing was crypto, of course, cryptocurrencies being the latest thing. Mm. And the great thing about uh, cryptocurrencies is that they are all based on blockchain, which means they can't be hacked. Mm. Well, it turns out they can be hacked. Not only can they be hacked, but they can make mistakes. So there's a uh, crypto.com, which is one of the the biggest cryptocurrency uh, markets. Mm-hmm. refunded a woman in Australia $100, inadvertently gave her $10.5 million. That was their big mistake. I'm, I'm, I'm not good at maths, but that's quite a difference. It's quite a difference. It turns out that it was one of their operators in Bulgaria who mistyped the number. I don't know, maybe put in her phone number rather than the amount. Who knows? Okay. But the thing is, it took it took Crypto.com six months to notice that they'd missed this uh, $10.5 million. <laughs> 
by which time the person that they'd given it to had bought uh, four houses, a number of cars, some art and some furniture, and then sent $4 million home to Singapore. And so wow. they went to the person, uh, Jatinder Singh, it was, who actually uh, put it in his wife's name because he'd used his wife's credit card to buy the cryptocurrency in the first place. Yes. Before she said she didn't want it, that's why they refunded her the $100. And um, he said, uh, oh, he had an email from Crypto.com saying that uh, he'd won a competition. And that's how he thought he got the $10.5 million. Crypto come back and said, but we never, never send emails about competitions. We don't run competitions. And they're currently suing him for fraud. Hmm. Well, Which is a bit sad, really, because it was entirely their fault to start with. Well, true, though, if an ordinary bank actually gives you more money than you need or one of their machines starts sort of churning out notes, it is your responsibility to give them back, I know, because it's happened. Not often that somebody gets $10.5 million, but it no. does happen quite no. often that banks somehow send money to the wrong person and it's always beholden upon you not to go is out it? and buy four houses, cars, art and furniture. Yes, you can't really claim you didn't notice after you've done all of that. no. You? Well, I mean, if you did get an email about competition, then that, that, I don't know. I'm sort of, my sympathy is almost with with Mr. Yeah. Mrs. Singh, frankly. Exactly. Well, on now to Binance, uh, which is the world's largest crypto exchange. Mm -hmm. uh, who have been hacked? They lost five hundred and seventy million dollars in uh, an exploit that uh, some hacker discovered between well, two blockchains. Well, at least they noticed it. They did notice it. And they've got most of it back. They've got back all except $100 million. So, I mean, not a great result for um, for Binance, because losing $100 million is a bit rough for just about anyone, isn't it? Yes. Not I think small I'd change. Yes. Yes. No. I think, yes. I think most people would. Even yeah, Elon Musk might. Try looking down the back of their sofa, couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's have one of these. <laughs> So we're now. Well, last week we talked about all the new products that Amazon were launching, a whole mm. slew or raft of uh, products. Yes. And they, of course, they launch new products quite often. And one they launched last year was a product called Glow, which was a $300 video calling device for children so that children could stay in touch, not just with each other, but with their grandparents. Mm. Um, they've now discontinued it. Presumably, because they've realised that most children have their own phones, so they can do all their video calling on that. Right. But what was innovative about the Glow was that it could project images or fat body video uh, onto the table in front of it. So they could play games that they were pointed at uh, by, you know, their grandparents could send them a game to play and they could sit there and their grandparents could watch them as they played the game, which I think quite quite a bit of fun but as i say it has been discontinued they will be glowing no more bit, well presumably it wasn't being used then i imagine no it wasn't being used because kids have smartphones mm. even young kids seem to have smartphones these days well, so do some so do some grandparents so do some grandparents exactly so uh a device that may have made sense when they were developing it but as soon as it came out onto the market it was obsolete already Yes, mind. I guess Amazon doesn't. I mean, they launch so many things that knocking a few on the head is probably going to make no difference to them whatsoever. 
no, that's probably just the case. But I think we should move on to our crowdfunding time of the week, if we can. In that uh, case, let's have the old one. Oh, okay. I haven't heard it for months, years, possibly. I just like it. You want the new one? I I thought that was the app of the week sound. Oh no, the app of the week's this. Which makes me think we haven't had an app of the week for quite a long time. We haven't. We should have one. Yes, uh, we I don't think I've got. Handy. I don't. No, I've got. I haven't got one in my pocket at the moment. But we can no. do one next week. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, so I'm, having, back pro- to, I'm having problems with one of the apps you you recommended, the the House of Da Vinci Three game, where I seem to have discovered a glitch that nobody else in the world has discovered, according to you the developers. Stuck. Yeah, I got completely stuck. And they're, Is they're there something you should have done? Back. Something you should have done before you did what know. you can't do. They're doing. basically saying go right back to the beginning and try again and see if it happens. But given how oh. long it's taken me to get this far. So yes. anyway, but we're not having an app of the week. Crowdfunding is what you were going to talk about. And exactly. somehow we got derailed. We are having the e-minder, which is a minder, or rather reminder without the R. Never, you see, right. you get it? E- yes, e-minder, yes, reminder, e-minder, yes. yep. It is a digital list. So it is a little four-inch screen, which is encased in a rather nice pine frame, and it displays a list for you, and you send it the list from your smartphone. Mm. So far, well, so what? But here's the really clever thing. It uses e-ink, the same thing that's used on Kindles, for Mm. example, and on uh, price tags in some supermarkets. You'll see e-ink on the... uh, on the price tags and some things. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, okay. Oh, have you not? Oh, no. You probably have not noticed it. Oh, e, okay. The thing about e-ink is once the pixels are set to be the color they are, so either on or off, it takes no power to keep them on. Right. So if you have a, a Kindle and it's switched off, it'll keep the image on the screen forever without using any power. Hmm. What's even cleverer about this is it doesn't require a bad... Excuse <laughs> me. It doesn't require a battery or to be plugged in. That's clever. Don't you think that's clever? Yes. Here's how it works. For for using lists, I use this thing called a pen and a piece of paper. And oddly enough, once you've written the thing, it doesn't require any more power. It doesn't really require any power to begin with. No, but after a couple of hundred years, it starts to fade. I suppose that's true. Okay. (laughs) I'm, I'm convinced so far, but go on. And frankly, a pad of paper wouldn't make it onto gadgets and gizmos. Even if you Probably had a fancy true. pen. Probably true. Okay, so why is this how it clever? works. When you make a list on your phone or any other kind of reminder, yes, and you hold the phone up to the e-minder mm. and you press the send button on your phone, that transfers the message via NFC, near-field communication, mm. and that NFC signal carries just enough charge to make the e-minder change what's on the screen. And so how do you use the e-minder? I mean, I hate to, to be nitpicking here, but if you've yes. already got the list on your phone, won't that suffice for any use of the list that you need? What is the e-minder for? It's always on. So you could put it by the front door. You could put it saying, don't forget your car keys. Oh, okay. For example. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Okay. Mm. Or you could have a little shopping list on it. 
Yes. You mean yeah. like most people use pieces of paper or post-it notes? Okay. Oh, well, yes, yes, yes. I mean, most people do that, use those pieces of paper and post-it notes. I, it's not that pretty. It's quite a chunky frame. It's mm. quite a low-resolution screen. And for some reason, when you send the note, they prefer to use this curious handwriting font, which makes the chunkiness of the pixels look even worse. Oh, you don't like it when you don't like the fonts. Do I don't like it. Yeah. I don't really like the font. So you won't be pounds, buying one? Well, the £96, I won't be buying one uh, because, as you say, you could buy quite a lot of pads of paper for £96. Yes. But anyway, you have until the 8th of November if you want to go and have a look at the eMinder. It's not the thing itself, but it's the fact that it uses no power either to stay on or to receive its messages. I think that is absolutely ingenious. And if they could make it in a different format, then I think that would be just a, a brilliant idea. It is the first implementation that I've seen of this kind of, of technology. And I think it's really, really ingenious. Okay. Steve, thank you very much indeed. That's all we've got time for, for Gadgets and Gizmos for this week. But we'll be back with more at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No. It's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.